Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK live telephone uh, talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Across from me is Mr. Joe. He is our uh, mayor of Shemokin Dam, uh, Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters, Hall of Fame broadcasters. As you can tell, he used to be in charge of pandemics. All of this could have been presented and prevented if he were still in charge of that. And unfortunately, tsunami, so that doesn't really help us too much here in central Pennsylvania. But his favorite title comes at the dinner table when his grandchildren look across the table and say... Well, one says Papa, the other one says Bob. Oh, still on Bob. <laughs> Come on, we got we got to upgrade here. He's big on E. Okay. Well, <laughs> and he geez. points. Okay. Well, but that. if you say to him, where is Papa, he will come to me. All right. Well, good. All right. So the good good. Would boy. you like any other information? No. Yeah, good boy. You make him sound like a dog. Good boy. Come to Papa. <laughs> come here. <laughs> Is that how you talk to him? <laughs> no, I don't talk to him that way. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live uh, Telephone uh, Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, uh, and, of course, Joe, we did introduce. So uh, we're going to be joined by Fred Keller for one hour. So that means it's almost a town hall forum where you get an opportunity to ask your questions. We'll start out at 9 o'clock uh, until 9.06 with the CBS News, and then we will do the local news, which will take a little bit more than two minutes, and then we'll open up the phones and... Uh, uh, we will have Congressman Keller here, and you can contact him about uh, information that you would like to know about the federal government and the coronavirus response. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It is a family-owned dealership since 1915. I invite you to do what I've done. That's go on Facebook Messenger and send notes to Kyle Alexander about my Ford truck. Mike DeFeo retired, but Kyle Alexander is there from where he says that that saber-colored Raptor Ranger has a lift kit already on it and a six-foot bed and power rear window and the sunroof and the all four rows of seats is ready to go and all I got to do is go down there and get it so let's do that but that's Kyle's You know what jobs. I'm going to start a GoFundMe page for you to get this vehicle <laughs> for the Ranger. Right I mean your wife <laughs> won't let you have it and you talk about it every day I'm, I'm, I wonder how, what's involved in setting up a GoFundMe page. Well she says okay go ahead and get it but I know there's consequences to all of her yeses. <laughs> right. So you have to be careful, you know. If you say yes to one thing, I might have to say yes to... Yes, beware of a woman saying, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, my gosh, you live it. Good for you. Yep, that's it. Okay. Uh, but regardless, that wouldn't prevent you from going to see Kyle or Ernie or Austin over at the Kia dealership or Jeff Clock, who's uh, pushing forward metal there, really, and Jason Benfer, who's uh, got uh, Joe's Lincoln Navigator down there. Uh, these are VIPs when it comes to putting you in an auto, and they would just love 
love to help you out. Don't forget the Sunbury Motor Company is open. Uh, anything you need to stay on the road now more than ever, of course, keep the Sunbury Motor Company in mind. Go to sunburymotors.com and they will keep you uh, they'll keep uh, you on the road. Our toll-free line is open 1-800-795-9565. Our telephone number 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we are going to start out with open phones. Uh, you are welcome to email us at onthemarketwkok.com and you can text us at 70236. If you're a Text Connect member, just reply to a previous message or start up a new one. You want to have some fun this morning? Absolutely. What's All cooking? Right. Well, I think it's amazing that, you know, we have our resident President Trump haters, Tom, Chris. Um, I don't think they're haters. They just a don't couple agree of our, with his A couple of our emailers. But yesterday, Minnesota Democratic Representative Ilan Omar praised President Trump's handling of the coronavirus pandemic on what? Wednesday night, saying it was incredible and the right response in this critical time. She said uh, she's normally a staunch critic of the White House and has repeatedly drawn the president's ire. She went on to quote Representative Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, saying, unprecedented times require unprecedented leadership. We are seeing that in our country right now. Oh, she did not. I'm not. I kid you not. Finally, we should never let politics get in the way of a good policy, Omar concluded. This is a great start and hope others will be part of a united front to push for good policies that will help us work through the economic anxiety the country is feeling right now. Must be because it's a giveaway. So finally, people are realizing that the president is providing proper leadership here. I mean, I felt all along, you, you don't know, you really don't know what you're going to be facing. You know, so you could throw all this stuff out on, at the very first sign of a problem and then find it's entirely the wrong thing to do. Admittedly, you could be throwing out the right stuff, and then you don't do it, and you get a little behind the curve. But if that's what happened, they're certainly making up for it now as fast as they can. Well, I'm not criticizing the president. I'm only responding to your remarks. Uh, he blew it early on. This is worse than it needs to be because he declined for the first two months to take any action or to or to listen to his advisors. You and I made a remark yesterday that Lee Iacocca used to say in his commercials, lead, follow, or get out of the way. Well, the president does that. He tries to lead surrounds himself with smart people, then ignores them. As they said, this is going to be a, a, a life-halting pandemic in the U.S. He said, no, it's a common cold, a vaccine is imminent, and we don't have anything to worry. In fact, we're going to stop it, plus the sunshine of summer will kill it. Yeah, none of those were true, so those were all missed opportunities. But, as Ilhan Omar has indicated, he's risen to the occasion. So maybe that's a sign of leadership that uh, you don't take important crises seriously until here's it's a, critical. Here's a possibility. On one hand, while he was trying to reassure the public that this would not be as bad as everybody thought it was, that he was quietly working and organizing behind the scenes to get things done. It seems to me that a lot... Who said that? I'm just asking you if you would consider that as a possibility. Well, don't you if think you we'd already have masks and uh, everything ready to go? Well, but what if that wasn't the I'm answer? I'm just asking I'm, you. I'm asking. I, I don't know. I'm saying I'm willing to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. But he enacted the War Powers Act, which enables him to direct um, industries to produce certain essential goods. You know, that hasn't been done for a while. And I think that was certainly the right step. You know, we need to make sure people have all the supplies they need. Just no question about that. Well, I think he realized that uh, if I were, I am not going to campaign against the president, and I have no idea if I'll ever support 
support Joe Biden. But I can tell you that if I were producing a commercial for Joe Biden this fall, I would start out with his, the president's dozens of references that we don't have anything to worry about. Right. And then say, if you'd like a real leader who listens to you know good advisors, uh, vote Joe Biden. That's what I would say. Now, again, I, I'm not supporting Joe Biden, and I'm not dissing the president. I'm just saying if I were doing an ad, I mean, I don't know how many times the president did it. I, you know, certainly dozens is a realistic guess, but this idea of downplaying it. And, you know, and I think part of it, uh, he started out as the what uh, Washington Post called him the calmer in chief, the person who was in charge of calming us. So while scientists and epidemiologists and infectious disease people were saying this is going to overspread the country and it's going to kill, you know, let's say 100,000 people. I'm speculating that that's what the final death toll is going to be. Uh, he was saying, no, I'm going to calm people so that they don't worry and they don't panic about this. Joe and I would love it if you'd call us about this. We'd love to hear your opinion. Well, there is. Uh, there is one other person we should mention. 1-800-795-9565. Who's the other person? Governor Cuomo from New York, who yesterday has been working very closely with the president. The president is sending one of two Navy hospital ships to New York to help out up there. But yesterday, Cuomo told reporters the president's team is on it. They've been responsive. I want to say thank you. Oh, good. Okay. Now, and this why can't we have this all the time? I mean, this is starting to look like actually some bipartisan work, except Chuck Schumer can't get that through his thick skull. What did he say? Well, yesterday he was on TV looking like he was talking to a full Senate, but there were empty seats behind him, and he's turning his head like he's talking to the people over uh, here. Making then, eye contact. Then turning his head to talking to the people. And there's nobody else in the Senate chamber. At all. At all. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, I mean, he's just doing his same old partisan hack job. And, and this is not what we need. I mean, I'll, I'll give Ilan Omar a lot of credit for being willing to put down the bricks and the stones, and I'm sure they're all going to be picked up again the minute this is over and before the election. But at least for now, I think the idea of all of us working together, Republicans, Democrats, that's what's going to get us through this, the fact that for once the country is pulling together again, as we did after 9-11, as we did after Pearl Harbor. Are you ready for this? Yep. The president is doing the right thing now. Oh, I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two calls waiting, one coming in. We'll take more comers. Uh, Al, you're on the mark. Thanks for standing by. You're on the mark. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I, I wanted to say Mitch McConnell I agreed with, but I meant to say Schumer. Schumer didn't want to bail out the airlines and the, the cruise ship companies, and he wanted to give the money to the... Uh, hourly people. Uh, Trump Trump's talking about bailing out the airlines. I think they can afford a hit. I mean, they were bailed out last time, I believe, in 9-11, and uh, I, I think the money's got to go to these people that are losing their livelihood. There's money going there, too. Did you see yeah, the bailout I, I package? I think you should just let the airlines, they'll be all right. Well, how so? Those people work for a living, too. Well, and don't forget your four... Oh, that, you don't invest or have any investments at all whatsoever, right? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say your 401k has airline stocks, but, uh, again, you invest otherwise. Well, I never lost any money in the market. <laughs> wow, that's a good way. Yeah, your, your value remains the same as it was three weeks ago, unlike uh, Joe and I, who uh, are, are clawing at the computer screen occasionally. Watching well, I tried Disney one time, and I couldn't hang in there. It was losing money, so <laughs> I 
I got rid of that one. Got out of it. Very okay. short-sighted of you, Al. <laughs> yeah, you should but have stuck with right. it. I, I bought a couple commercial buildings, and uh, they're paying me right. Excellent. All right. Well, but you're not recession-proof. You know, businesses that no, occupy... The government quits, you know, funding the programs that I'm, you know, uh, given uh, a place to operate out of, then maybe uh, I'll be in trouble, too. Possibly so. All right. Keep in touch. We'll let us know. Thank you so much, Al. Thanks, Al. Thanks yep. for coming in. Uh, next no, Al call. Al didn't come in. He called in. Or, yeah, thanks for calling in. Uh, Mike, last caller for, before a quickie break. You are on the mark. Yeah. Uh, as far as President Trump is concerned, you know, there's been a lot of people attacking him. And, I mean, think about this. When he closed the borders with China coming in here, he was called a racist and a xenophobe and a nationalist, blah, blah, blah. And now it turns out that was the right thing to do. And as, as far as, uh, Mark, you, you seem to indicate that he should have been clamping down earlier. But the re- in my mind, the reality is this. Until the American people see a threat, I don't think they would be really in a hole to make the moves that we have made recently. You know, these massive moves to try to stop this thing. I think there would have been all-out panic. There may even be more civil unrest. And, and again... You know, you guys have been calling him a, a potential dictator, blah, blah, blah. If, if he would have tried to make these moves without this threat being in our face, it, it just would have been chaos and pandemonium. And now that I got that rant off my chest, I want to uh, also just ask a, a question here that maybe you guys can help me with. I'm, I'm wondering this. I live in an area where the, uh, the mailman comes to my house and he opens up my mailbox out along the street and puts the mail in. And he does this to everybody in my neighborhood. What if that male person has this virus and is very contagious and is touching my mailbox handle and touching my mail, and I just walk out there like it's a regular day and grab a hold of that stuff? Is it, is it possible that I could get the virus from that? Because I'm in one of those high-risk categories. If you have cardboard boxes, uh, the surveys or the research shows that it can survive on cardboard. Uh, I haven't seen what it says about regular Post paper like envelopes. Post office says mail delivery safe. Right, but uh, the person, if the person delivering it, I mean, he's got a good point, has the disease. Well, that's what they're considering when they come out but, with that statement. I'm just saying that I wouldn't touch mail with a 10-foot pole at this point. Well, we don't have a choice. We go get it, but we uh, wash our hands after we come in from doing it. We'll we open up, it up Joe. in the garage. If you're not gloving up, you're missing we, the boat We open here. it up in the garage, see what if, if it's something we want, we read it. If it's trash, we throw it out right away, then we go in and wash our hands. That's about well, the most you could do. You're saying that you you just leave your junk mail sit in the garage and then you no no I throw the junk mail in the trash if I, I if I didn't ask for it, if it's somebody I don't recognize or it's trying to sell me something it goes directly into the trash can it turned out that one of them was his government stimulus check so that was a lost opportunity <laughs> no I would I would open that <laughs> okay well, I would think based on the numbers here uh, we're doing we're doing pretty good with this uh, quarantine and isolation and and the knowledge of, you know get people to understand what they need to do to, to fight this. I think, I, I think we're doing good as a whole. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you, you look at the local businesses, I, I think they're in a very rough spot right now. Some of them, I mean, there's t- not a lot of consistency with how people are, are operating. And, and I think that at some point they're going to have to try and bring that, bring that into line. But I think the restaurants, you know, are trying to do a good job. Many of them are staying open. Some of them are closed. Some of them are making decisions at the last minute. One place I was trying to take out food from yesterday told me they were open. When I got there, their corporate headquarters had told them to close down. 
So, you know, exactly. it's, you, you just don't know what to anticipate, and I think we've all got to be a little more flexible than we normally are. And I, I think we're, I think the Americans as a whole is doing a pretty good job of that right now. I mean, really, when you think about it, you know, I uh, I, I have to say that uh, this is going a lot smoother than I thought it would be. I'm just worried about the potential ramifications down the road if our politicians start monkeying a little bit too much. All right. Trying to get their little things through here and there. All right. Thank you so much for yeah. calling in. Very much appreciate it. Thanks that, a lot. Mike. Uh, thank you. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. we got a caller waiting. Got one email pending. We'll look at that. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WDKOK Sunbury. It's on the mark, the WDKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Call us now, 1 800 795 9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We'll begin with the end in mind. The late day news roundup is on WKOK during the 5 and 6 p.m. hours. All the latest information you need to know. Steve Jones Show, Dave Ramsey Show, Dan Patrick, and on the mark and on, on the mark at 9 o'clock this morning. U.S. Congressman Fred Keller is going to be here. Uh, Chris takes us right now to present time. You're on the mark. Okay. Uh Joe seems in his fantastical mood today. Let's just imagine that it's possible Trump is doing all these good things behind the scene, of which we see no evidence of anywhere. But let's imagine it's possible. Okay. I mean, that's fantasy at its best. Okay, well... He's finally reacting to it in a big way. I have some doubts about the big way he's doing it in, but, you know, you got to pick and choose, and rushing things together is difficult at the end and probably going to be a lot of mistakes there no matter what. I expect to hear from all those Tea Party types out, shut down. You could have traced people and shut down them when there were only a few cases in the United States. And he didn't, if he hadn't run up a trillion... That's not what he said. What that's he said. Not that's not what he said. He, he said, said it was 15 He said it's going to be zero. Would you listen for a soon. minute? Would you know stop and listen for a minute? What the president said was, I normally don't get what I ask for. This time I've been given more and I'll take it. That was what he said. And I'll take it. I don't know whether we'll need it. And then uh, what, two weeks later? Oh, we need 
We need a trillion dollars. We don't need the two point five million. We don't need eight billion. But well, there again, there you go. Now. There again, you go distorting things. He said that I the didn't two distort the thing. That yes, you did because the two point five billion or eight billion was for other things. What he's asking for now is a stimulus package, and and a bailout for some of the industries involved in this that are especially hard hit. There are two different streams of money, and you know that you're not dumb. Mm-hmm. There, there are two different streams of money, but you don't. It's, it's completely different attitude about what's going on, Joe. So what's different and in his none, attitude? None of the things he was saying was true then. So do you feel calm because your president <laughs> lied to you and you found out two days later, or a week later, or two weeks later? Oh, well, he's changed his mind now. When it became obvious they were lies. I'd be happy oh, to sit I here. I feel good about that. That really calmed me down. That was good for the country. I'd be happy to sit here and tell you uh, endless stories about presidents who have misstated things to try and calm the the country over the years, but you wouldn't believe them, and it wouldn't do any good. You'd still come oh, down well, hard on President I know Trump. How that works. Don't All right, give, Chris. Give me double talk there, Joe. <laughs> not double talk. A good thing it's not triple talk. You should recognize it. Done. All right, thank you so much, Chris. I really, really, really appreciate the call. Uh, Rick, you're next up. Go right ahead. Oh, uh, yes. I'd like to make a suggestion to our state and local politicians that for the biggest stimulus they could give me, because like Chris said on the last stimulus, I didn't get nothing. So they didn't stimulate me. But I suggest they do away with the property tax. The state and local politicians do away with the property tax until this crisis is over. What do you think of that? That's an excellent idea. That's real working class assistance that people could use here. For residents only, no businesses. Businesses could apply if they're really on the margin and this is killing them. But uh, the working class dogs like you and I, I'm getting a check from the government for 1000 or 2000 bucks, but my taxes are three or $4,000. So right. in one right. door I mean, and out the uh, other. I'm not gonna, I didn't get nothing on the last stimulus anyway. Why not? It didn't stimulate me. So, this one I do know that they could do immediately, suspend property tax until this crisis is over. But that isn't federal money, that's state and local money and county money. That's state and local politicians. Do whatever it takes. But that that doesn't solve the federal problem, that doesn't solve anybody's problem. Well, the federal will take care of the federal. I'm worried about me. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not waiting up by my mailbox for my $1,000 check. I'll tell you that. All right, we I got didn't you. see what Chris said on the last stimulus. Everybody was against it. Well, I'm against it because I didn't get nothing. Yeah. Very they patriotic. A, a solar <laughs> company in California that was out of business. Very, very patriotic of you, if I may say so. He's there for oh, the government. Oh, yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> I don't care. I'm patriotic, it's my money. Well, that's mine right here. And if you want to stimulate me, do away with the property tax. Okay. Suspend it until this crisis is over. Amen, brother. That's real. 
I'm I'm all for it. Our tax. But how do you sus- how do you suspend it? It's still due at the end of that, and you're saying either suspend it, which means it's suspend put it. on hold. Suspend it till the crisis is over. Yeah, but then you're year. still gonna. But you're still gonna owe it. One year, no taxes. <laughs> no, I understand, I Rick. You know, it's like they say. I I have to save up my six thousand a year anyway, so I'll just keep saving. I'll put it in the bank. All right, okay. we got you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you got a fabulous idea. Let's hope our state legislators are listening. You're listening to new. Yeah, Joe says no. He loves tax revenue. Oh, yeah, more taxes, more borrowing. Skip the deficit. <laughs> oh, don't penalize state and lo- local government. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, On the Mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. The quick lane, the sales office, the uh, alignment shop, they will keep you on the road. Uh, so please avail yourself of the Sunbury Motor Company. We'll be opening up the toll-free lines shortly, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us now at onthemark at wkok.com. In the news, the city of Sunbury, joined several other municipalities and counties in the valley in declaring a state of emergency. The mayor and city council, through their solicitor, Joel Wiest, said the declaration has several intentions. They say it will help ensure the continuation of essential services and give the city flexibility to take emergency action, bypassing bidding and other legal procedures. The declaration will also help the city marshal available federal and state and local support if necessary. It has no impact on uh, citizens. No visitors at Evangelical Community Hospital. There are some limited exceptions for patients who are near end of life or a woman giving childbirth can have an individual in the room age 18 or over. Also, patients arriving for outpatient services are permitted to have one adult. The lab and imaging services are still open. The professional office building is locked, and there's off-site testing now for individuals before they get to the emergency department. Joe Kant, Snyder County Commissioner Chairman, says they are taking big actions there to make sure that everybody is uh, safe when they go to the Snyder County Courthouse. We will be restricting entrance to the courthouse to Snyder County residents only unless they are here for a court date or for filing a deed or working on a probate issue in the register recorder's office. They also say they're putting the kibosh on out-of-county visitors who are flocking to the county to take advantage of the court, state court system portals. Uh, other courthouses are closed, but uh, Snyder County Commissioner Chairman Joe Kant says Snyder County residents only. Lewisburg Festival of the Arts has canceled the 2020 celebration of the arts that was to begin in about one month from now. And PennDOT has relented and reopened a select number of rest areas along Interstate 80, I-79, 80 and the turnpike. Truckers and state legislators complain that there's no reason that the rest areas, which gives truckers an opportunity to pull off and sleep, aren't open. So they are being sanitized now, and there are several uh, portable toilets that are within those rest areas as well for citizens. Don't forget, Outbreak Coronavirus is posted at WKOK.com, the go-to place for all kinds of information. U.S. Congressman Fred 
Keller uh, with us and now from Kramer, Pennsylvania, covering all of the 12th District, which takes them all the way up to Lake Wall and Paul Pack and uh, down to, what, Fort Hunter and a wide range of other places. Welcome aboard. Thank you, and good morning, Joe and Mark, and good morning to all the good listeners. Morning, you, Fred. You have an opening remark. Anything to say that you want to sort of tell folks while you're here? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, and I appreciate the service of WKOK getting information out to the public. Uh, uh, the biggest things I would like like to say is, you know, while while we need to be concerned and diligent, I, you know, we don't need to panic. And information, because I've gotten a lot of questions on information on COVID-19 and what's happening, I, I recommend the uh, government websites, health.pa.gov for the Department of Health here in Pennsylvania for information on, on COVID-19. Also, cdc.gov. And if you have a small business and have concerns there and what's available to help your small business, because a lot of our small businesses are family businesses, uh, so it helps those families that, that have those small businesses, sba.gov. Uh, also, all of those things are located on the website that's keller.house.gov. We have all links to those those agencies also. Uh, and again, I just want to encourage people, if you hear something, uh, you know, and it's not from one of those, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a government uh, entity, please validate that because I know it's easy uh, when you're talking to uh, to make sure that we, we, get it, we get it right. Fred, from what you're seeing around the district, how are things going here? Well, you know, the the biggest thing I want to say to the people, uh, you know, you're outstanding. Uh, you know, everybody has has pulled together, whether it's whether it's businesses, individuals, uh, not for profits, or, or public school systems. Everybody trying to make sure that while we're in this uh, this uh, crisis with this health emergency, uh, everybody has pulled together like we do. Like no, I think like no other nation does or no other people do we all pull together because of what makes us american and that's the fact that we we do care about our fr- family our friends our neighbors our communities and i just want to compliment uh you know everybody you know uh, you know um you know whether you're a nonprofit, whether you're a business individual uh you're doing a you're doing a great job and uh we all realize that we're in this together and uh you know if you look at what we did uh, in Congress, you know, over the past week, you know, in, in, in a couple of weeks, is you know the f- the first bill when it came out, and we needed to make sure that the money was available. We did the the, the phase, what we call phase one, where it put the the uh, you know eight point three billion dollars, seven point eight of it just directly related to the COVID nineteen for testing and and CDC and and, and National Institutes of Health. Uh, getting them the resources they needed rather quickly on a bipartisan manner. And then just uh, yesterday, the Senate passing the bill that the House passed uh, uh, Friday into Saturday, uh, you know, making sure that there would be resources available for free free testing care so people wouldn't have co-pays. Uh, President signed that one, right? Uh, that was getting to him directly. Yes, that, that, will, that will be law, and uh, people will be able to get the, the, the needed health care, whether they have insurance or not. I, and that's an important part, you know, whether people have insurance, whether whether their co-pays cover things or not. They don't have to worry about making sure things related to the COVID-19 are going to be covered. But is there enough, are there enough testing kits in the 12th District here in rural Pennsylvania to take care of us? Well, I'll tell you this. We we focused this, we were supposed to, as Congress, this was our, our district work week this month. So uh, we, we spent this uh, week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, talking with our health care providers, um, 
in, in Pennsylvania 12, up in Williamsport, and also at Endless Mountains. And what we heard from the infectious disease experts and, and the hospitals was that they have, but going by the guidelines and everything they need to do, that people will get tested. You know, it, it, they present. The biggest thing they've said is if you think you have symptoms, call first. Don't show up in, a, in an emergency room or a health care provider because if you do, if they do think, and, and they'll do, they'll do, they'll ask you some questions and then they'll, they'll, they'll tell you how to get there safely so you, you don't infect other people when you enter the building and so forth. And they'll do an examination and do the testing. And uh, they, they felt that they had the, the resources necessary to take care of, uh, take care of anything that might hit us here in, in uh, northeastern, north central Pennsylvania. You're in the know. What are we in for? Well, Give it to us straight. I, well, again, I, I think that when you look at the um, the experts that have been put, been put together, uh, you know, Dr. Fauci, and, and we, we had some committee hearings, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Redfield, or two that come up, uh, you, you know, and um, you, you look at the briefings that the vice president, when they have the briefings, and the vice president's there and the president are there with, with the experts, I, they're giving you the straight story. And, and you know, when, you, when Dr. Fauci says, hey, look, this is how it's going to be, uh, you, you know, you, th- that's it. Now, keep in mind, too, that when we were in that committee hearing, Dr. Fauci said, I'm going to give you the worst case scenario. I mean, you got you got to sort of prepare for that. So, you know, th- what you're hearing, uh, according to him, is the worst case scenario. The other thing I want to say, too, is in Pennsylvania, because during that hearing, you know, we were hearing a, a variety of things from people across the country, representatives across the country. And we we've had several, several calls. Uh, with the department, we're, we're with the Department of uh, Health in Pennsylvania, our office, multiple times a day. Uh, they are great. And when I mentioned what uh, Dr. Levine had said and communicated in Pennsylvania as far as the readiness of the Pennsylvania Department of Health, Dr. Redfield said, hey, look, we, uh, Dr. Levine runs a great Department of Health, so we should be f- feel very good as Pennsylvanians that uh, the leadership at the Pennsylvania Department of Health is very good in handling uh, you know, it's doing a good job in handling the crisis here. So, what are we in for? Uh, you know, I, I think uh, y- you know we're, we're going to, you know, as more people are tested, you're likely going to see, you know, more positive cases. But what we're in for is we're in for, uh, you know, a community. Uh, of healthcare providers, a community of businesses, a community of individuals that's coming together to defeat this. So again, I, I think you're going to see some, you know, some more positive tests. You're going to see see some things happen. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're going to get through this. Uh, again, people shouldn't panic. Two uh, weeks or two months. Um, y- you know, listening to what they're saying, uh, you know, and and again, going off of what uh, what. Uh, Dr. Fauci and everybody's been saying, you know, th- this could this could last, you know, a few weeks, you know, six six weeks or whatever. Uh, I, I'd hate to make a prediction. I know that there's going to be some more uh, press conferences today. I think the president said that they were going to have an announcement from the FDA today sometime. So, you know, I, I'd hate to make a prediction and uh, and do that. The, the prediction I'm going to make is the fact that we are going to handle this well because we have great health care. We have great individuals. We have where, where the government and the private sector is working together uh, to, uh, to to combat this this disease, and all the people uh, that live uh, here in not just Pennsylvania 12, outstanding people, but across our Commonwealth, across our nation, are going to work together to defeat it. What's right. going to happen at the end of this two-week period? We're about a third of the way of the initial two weeks. What do you think is going to happen at the end of that two-week period? Well, I, I think it's going to depend upon what you know. Dr. Fauci talks about the curve. 
you know, a lot of times about making sure we level that curve. I think as long as we see progress toward that curve being leveled, uh, you know, you might see some more, some more activity pick up, and you know, take a take. A, I think they will evaluate, you know, based upon what what we see happening, uh, how we get things, you know, rolling again and, and get back in that. And and part of doing that is then phase three of what we do in, in Congress. And I know we've been in uh, a lot of the work we've been doing has been by telephone. I mean. We have had uh, meetings. Uh, in fact, we will, after we're done here, we will be getting on the phone. Thank- thankfully, we can work from the vehicle uh, while we're between here and... and can our- work here if you want to. <laughs> well, uh, again, you might have other people coming in, so we want to make sure yeah, that this we... This room is open. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the offer, but we, we have to actually go up to uh, Tioga County and meet with, uh, meet with some people in Tioga County because, like I said, we're trying to make sure we get those meetings in. And, and the press has been great, and I want to say this. In making sure when we try to get people together to put information out, uh, you know, having the press there also to take what these healthcare experts are saying and uh, actually communicate that has been great. Uh, tonight we're going to be having a telephone town hall meeting. Um, out of it's going to be run out of our Williamsport office, and we are going to have uh, you know a doctor, an infectious disease doctor, to answer any technical questions. So, uh, you know, we, they've agreed, uh, UPMC's agreed to have, have somebody there to help us answer those questions if somebody should have a question. Well, Fred, the president has come in for some large amount of criticism over his initial handling of this. One of the one of the biggest criticisms now, in retrospect, is that he didn't reappoint a head of the National Pandemic Task Force. He let that guy resign and then never reappointed a new one and then just let the group break up. Uh, does the president deserve any criticism, in your view, for how he handled this at the outset? And if you were him, what, if anything, would you have done differently? Well, again, I, I don't want to Monday morning quarterback what the president did because he, t- he took some very decisive and uh, preventive steps initially and took a lot of heat for it, if you remember. When, when this happened and he started putting the travel bans in from, from, from China and, and the infected areas, you know, people gave him, you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot of flack for that, but as it turns out, uh, it, it likely, and, and Dr. Fauci said this, the president's decisive actions early on in this saved lives of Americans. All right, we've talked about so. the telephone town hall. If you want that number, it's one 641 6857 I'll give that to you again after the break and later the show, so have a pencil ready. But it's one 641 6857 and that'll be the very latest information. Joe. Before you go to the break, could you finish your response, Fred? I don't think you finished. Well, I, again, I, looking at what Dr. Fauci said with that, and uh, the decisions that the president has made, even before the uh, World Health Organization had a name for for COVID-19, before they even named it, the president had taken several actions, setting up the, uh, you know, the CDC had had sent people out to screen people coming from foreign countries. They deployed people to do that. He set up the task force. He put the president in charge, or the vice president in charge of the task force. So the president's taken a lot of actions even before the World Health Organization had a name for this disease. So again, if, if there's people that want to try and, and pick apart what the president's done here for political reasons, I just think that's wrong. 
I think that it's been handled a, as a nation. I think we've handled it very well. And that's the skeptic Joe asking that question. I'd like the record to reflect. Uh, we have one of our good local hospital volunteers has sent us a text. We'll ask about that, about test kits, and uh, we'll open up the phone lines. U.S. Congressman Fred Keller is here. Our telephone number, don't confuse it with the uh, telephone conference call that he'll be participating in later. Our telephone number is 1-800-795-9565. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. If you'd like to ask a question to the congressman, we have uh, two texts for the congressman. We'll be reading those shortly. First, you're doing a telephone town hall tonight. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to make sure that it's perfectly clear. I will be in the Williamsport office, and our team will be there to make sure it happens. But we don't want people showing up to the, tel- to the Williamsport office. Please, if you want more information about that we have that on our social media we have that on our website uh you could look for that but if you would like to call in to participate in a telephone town hall meeting the telephone number is 866-641-6837 we should mention we've opened the telephone lines but they are for questions not for statements and long rambling dissertations if you have a question for the congressman he'd be happy to answer it so with that proviso <laughs> we're going to take your questions let's just if, if i could if i could just jump in and finish oh, the last answer oh i'm sorry, oh, sorry. yeah yeah we, we were talking about some of the things that had been done prior to this uh in in June of 2019, the Pandemic and All Hazards Preparedness Act was signed by the president. So actually, the, the, the government has been, you know, looking at this stuff because, you know, we, we've had pandemics before. Or not pandemics, but we've had outbreaks of stuff back in 2000, you know, 2000, like 2012, 2013, you know, places like that. So... Uh, I just want to make sure that people don't think that the government hasn't been doing anything. The Trump administration, you know, we've been, we've been doing this, you know. Or well, I think been, people are concerned about the president downplayed it for so long, but it doesn't really no, matter. No, I don't. I, 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 and again, I don't think the president downplayed it when he looked and put a travel ban in place. I mean, that's saying it's a common cold and the vaccines are right around the corner well, and well, all again, that sort of I, stuff. Well, Mark, I, again, if, if people want to find fault and, and play politics, I don't think this is the place for it. I think it's. I didn't bring it up. You did. I, 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 no, but no, but I. Think <laughs> no, I asked the question. No, but I think it, I think it's part of the president's job to also make sure that people aren't panicking right. and trying to make sure that people are calm and letting them know that the government is doing its job and what it's supposed to do. Now, before you came in, that's exactly the point I was making that the 
president, while trying to calm people, may have been doing things behind the scenes we're not aware of to try and make things better. Well, if you if you look at the timetable and the things that have happened with him having taking all those actions that that, that were taken by the federal government before they even named the virus. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. One of our good listeners, uh, who happens to be a busy volunteer at a hospital at at, at this point anyway, uh, says uh, right now the number of people we are testing is in the single digits. If we ever get to a point where we're in the triple digits, we won't have enough kids at our hospital. I don't know, and I guess that's at Evan. I'm assuming, or maybe Geisinger. But anyway, we won't have enough later. Well, I, I guess the thing I would say uh, with anything when it comes to the testing, and I'm going to refer back to the statement that, that Dr. Levine made, who's the, the Secretary of Health for the Commonwealth, and who has been recognized as doing a very good job. She said that they would be meeting all the guidelines by the CDC for testing, and they'd be prepared to do that. So, right. And the testing is not something that just you call up and say, I'd like to be tested. You have to have some some reason to be tested, don't you? Well, again, that, that's a decision made after talking to a health care provider and, and likely having an examination, or but, but at least having a discussion with a health care provider. And people that, that present currently with other illnesses don't automatically say, just go show up at the doctor and say, I want to be tested for whatever XYZ illness. Right. There's an examination uh, that happens to determine whether or not the test is warranted. Another good local doc says, please ask for details on the recently passed coronavirus relief legislation. How would it help me and my staff? And again, this is a dentist. Uh, do I have to borrow money to pay them? Does the government cover the cost? How can a business that shut down afford to pay or pay back a loan, respectively? It says one of our good physicians, or uh, dentists. Okay, I, I think you're talking about uh, the Phase two, the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, and that was what was passed yesterday by the Senate. And, and looking at what was designed to do there is if people were exhibiting symptoms or had been around somebody that had traveled, uh, you know, to one of the affected areas, they should they should not be going to work and they should be quarantined or if they're caring for a family member or have the coronavirus, that they could stay home and they wouldn't miss, a, miss pay. So what happened was it includes things for unemployment compensation to, to, get, to leave the, the waiting week, but it also for employers says, hey, look, you have to provide this time off. And then what the federal government will do is make sure you get that money that you paid out to your employee back rather quickly. A, lo- a lot of the talk with that has been in keeping the, uh, the the payroll withholdings. So if you if you have a payroll and you have 100 people on your payroll and you have a couple people out and uh, you, you're covering their pay, you would then, and this is the mechanism, and again, the uh, the uh, SBA website and stuff could could be helpful. But then what would happen is when you make your payment, your weekly withholding payment, they would let you keep that money back that you had to pay out for that employee to be off of work. And that's the idea and some of the talk that was surrounded that. And I I know it seems, you know, uh, confusing, and that's why we say go to the websites, call our office. We'd be more than happy to get you the answers. But we were looking at how you get the money to these small employers. So, listen, when you're a a small business and, and you know that, the people that come to work every day. They are what makes your business successful. You do it, you took the risk to do it, but your employees are part of that business. And we wanted a mechanism so that employers that want to take care of their employees could give them the necessary time off 
and get reimbursed rather quickly. Well, we've had a question from one of our area emergency management officials. He says, do you know if there's any activity on reopening Sunbury Hospital? You see on the news about how taxed our medical facilities may become, and there is still, uh, there are sites, or there sits, rather, a completely idle hospital. What a shame during this pandemic. Boy, would it be great if a group or groups got together to at least reopen the hospital during this crisis. Any chance of that? Well, again, being that the Sunbury Hospital is not owned by the government, you know, we, we can't control how that would or would not be reopened. So, you know, again, I don't know what it would take to reopen a hospital that is, that is not, not operating right now. Um, so, again, that, that if, if the space were needed, I think that, uh, you know, that would be something that everybody should look at where we could, how we could help out. But again, that not being a government facility, um, again, with all hands on deck, uh, you know, we might, we should consider every possibility if people need help. And when we, when, if we would cross that bridge, I think that uh, that would be, everything would be considered. Okay. And we have some calls. Are we going to handle those? And these are for questions only. Dale, what is your question? Okay. Yeah, I just want to tell Fred, you know, I think he's doing No, 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 job. we're not telling Fred anything. We're asking okay, Fred well, questions. I want to ask him, I, I okay, $1,000 for a family for last 10 days. So you think it's feasible that we sh- you should give everybody a piece of this bureaucratic pie where a family of four, $1,000 only lasts 10 days, and we're going to be out for about He's heard your question. Thank you, Dale. Uh, What what we're looking at uh, with things that we do, and and I don't know that there's been any amount that's been set and guidelines as far as who would who would receive, you know, what 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 the how that would get distributed. Okay, Uh, that is we are working on phase three. I actually sent a letter to leadership, and we're con- conducting, you know, actually the, the entire delegation has been working together in Pennsylvania, Republicans, Democrats, making sure that our small businesses and our families are taken care of in this um, in this phase three relief. Uh, I would hate to speculate on a dollar amount that would be put out as far as help and how that would be distributed because that would be... Well, it has to be a thousand because somebody used that phrase in Washington, so now it has to be more than that. Yeah, there's there's another issue involved in that. With a thousand dollars, there's no place to spend it right now. Most of the businesses are closed, so all I'd be doing is paying bills that I already had incurred. How would that stimulate the economy? Well, I, I guess the first thing, and part of the question was, you know, that only lasts 10 days, and, you know, if that lasts you're spending, you know, $100 a day uh, on on things. But part of what we already did and, and in phase two was if you're if you work for a business and there's a lot of businesses that are still working if you're a manufacturing site and so on and so forth, which is great because we need that to happen. This is for, you know, you've got people that are restaurants and, and, and other small businesses that are closed and affected to this. Uh, you know, we did put additional money if people become unemployed through that so that they can get that. For We've eliminated the waiting week. We've put, you know, normally when you sign up for unemployment, there's a waiting week. We've eliminated that. Uh, the other thing that we, we look at doing is helping the employers get the money. What's the most efficient way to do it? There's already a payroll system in place with your employer. So if you have to be off for whatever reason, it's related to the COVID-19, you know, there's a mechanism for your employer to make sure that you get some money and the employer gets that money back as quickly as possible. All right. Uh, If anybody wants to elaborate on those questions, feel free to do so. Bobby, your first word of your remark has to be start with a what, where, how much, or when. Questions only. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) 
Uh, yes. Uh, is there going to be any uh, requirements for like uh, in, uh, in, in individuals or families to go to areas to get tested, or is that going to be uh, up to the uh, I'm going to say uh, individual or family policies uh, as far as health care? Uh, insurance goes. The congressman kind of answered that already, but you want to reiterate it again? Yeah, a requirement to get tested. Yeah, a requirement where to, I think the question was a requirement where they have to go to be tested. Okay. Yeah, if I understood the question on there. I don't know that there's going to be a requirement to be tested. Let me just start there, because if you're not exhibiting the symptoms, you haven't been around anybody, yet you haven't had exposure, that, that would be, you know, just using a test that maybe you don't need to use. Uh, but as far as where you go, your health care provider would, would, would do that, and I know they're setting up mobile testing in in certain parts of the country. I've I've seen it happening, so your your healthcare provider would likely direct you to the most appropriate place to be tested. And again, as far as being able to be tested, the co- the cost of the test is being covered. If that that's why, again, if the federal government is covering the cost of the test, we want to make sure that we deploy the tests where they're going to where they're actually needed and going to be most effective in in managing this. Uh, this outbreak, and therefore, uh, you know, somebody goes to the doctor, the doctor says, yes, you need to be tested. They'll tell them where to go to be tested, and the cost of the testing, if the insur- they don't have insurance to cover it, if there's a copay or anything like that, the government is covering those, those associated costs. Do you know, are there any plans for any drive-through testing facilities in the 12th Congressional District in Pennsylvania? And if so, who would fund them or staff them? Well, again, I think that's stuff to be determined. Right now, where where the uh, where the testing, I, I think, we, and here's again how great people are. I think we understand that where the most immediate risk of spread is is probably where we should have that. And and again, uh, you know, I know there's been some some presumptive cases uh, near the 12th congressional district. Uh, you know, some testing, uh, you know, being done around here. So we need to be ready for that. But I'd hate to make the prediction of this is where it would be or where it wouldn't be. I think the, the way to make sure that the resources get deployed so that, so that we don't have it migrate in here is let's do the testing, you know, where, where you have more of, the, more of the virus so we can contain that and have the mitigation. So, again, I'm not going to say it wouldn't happen. I'd say if we were to do it now, it might be premature because it might may need to be set up at other places. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Call us now if you'd like to be on the radio. We would uh, love to have you ask your question of Congressman Keller. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners sends me a note and says, Mark, you said you were going to give out the number for the congressman's teleconference again, and you never did. Well, that's because he did it, but I'll do it. one 641 6837 It's 866-641-6837. And I'll do it slowly now. 866-641-6837. And that's at 5 o'clock p.m.? That, that's at 5 p.m. It is a phone-in. Please, please dial in. Fo- dial yeah. in. Do not show up in person <laughs> in because uh, do not do that. Uh, again, I was just making the point that, that right now I'm working out of the district. Uh, and, you know, if anybody does have questions regarding this or any other uh, help they need with federal agencies or federal government, uh, or for that matter, state government, we can get the questions where they need to go. We ask that you call our offices first, the district offices. There are people staffing them, but we ask that you call first. 
and see if we can help you uh, over the phone or via email. Uh, again, trying to make sure that we contain this and we don't spread it. And also, we're always following the CDC and Pennsylvania Department of Health guidelines. All right, we've got emails, calls, and texts standing by. We have U.S. Congressman Fred Keller here. Joe McGranahan is the co-host. I'm Mark Lawrence. Producers Rob Keller, Rob, <laughs> Rob Keller. Center. I'm sorry, I'm focused. Fred's on, brother, Rob. I'm, I know, I'm always focused on saying the right last name for our good congressman here. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way and then there's the smc way the other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want the subway motors way lets you take the time you need to browse ask questions and take the test drive and think on it for over 100 years the mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have the other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade no matter how much they say they will the smc way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth the SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, Ken I think has Ken has broken the record time. for the longest wait, 17 minutes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your patience. You now have the congressman's ear. And a question, Ken. Yes, uh, I'm not sure if uh, Fred would have the answer to this question or not, but uh, I'm uh, wondering about the uh, local food bank, the local food distribution uh, for Snyder County is scheduled for next Friday. And uh, that's normally held in a in a church down in a basement, and you sometimes get a gathering as many as a hundred people in there at a time. And I just wondered if they were just gonna not have it this month, or well, I'll if tell you what, Ken, backup plan being worked on. Probably outside the president, uh, outside right. the congressman. We're gonna purview. do two things. The congressman can answer in a second, but don't hang up, Ken. We're gonna put you on hold. We're gonna get your number. We'll get that number to the congressman, and he'll come up with an even more informed answer later. But here's his initial answer. Well, uh, actually, thank you for the question, Ken, because I think a lot of people might be wondering about this. I know there's a veterans food bank that's 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 run out of the uh, Seals Grove. VFW, uh, you know, one Friday a month. Uh, what we will do is we will contact the Susquehanna, uh, uh, Central Susquehanna Food Bank, and we will make sure that we get information on how they're planning on doing this. And so if we could get your number, and we will ask them also uh, how if they can give us information to try and drive out to people that rely on the food banks uh, and how that might be done. I would imagine that we might be able to do something uh, where they could... Uh, uh, you know, maybe schedule people to come in so they don't have too many people in one place. Not sure. I don't want to try and speculate too much on that. But uh, the the commitment I'll give the people is that we will contact the Central Pennsylvania Food Bank and and the local food banks and and try and get information out to the public. Okay, right. Ken. Yeah. And now hold on. Hold on, sir. Ken, and then uh, Rob's going to get your number. He's good to go. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate that. Uh, do you have something? No, but uh, Chris has a question, and uh, he's on. Well, hold on a second. Are you going to do something else first? One okay. of our good listeners. This is the nurse again. Says that. Uh, 
hospitals, are they going to get help in this phase three? Rural hospitals in particular don't have gowns, don't have enough masks, don't have enough tests. Is there money for them? They're already on the margin. Their hospitals were already packed full. And if they get more patients in the triple digits, are they going to get help from phase three? What kind of help for hospitals, especially rural hospitals, uh, in uh, phase three? Jason, you want to sit down? You know the half of the answer to this question. Am I right? All right. Well, I, again, I think that there's there's some uh, acts that we have, um, you know, that we're going to be putting out there to make sure. Um, people get what they needed. And, and part of what was included in some of our, our previous legislation was to make sure that we had resources for Hospital. hospitals. And again, we, we realized the, the importance of the critical access hospitals in rural areas. And uh, that's part of what we've been doing as a delegation in Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvania is largely rural. Um, you know, about, about uh, 70, 78% or so of the population lives in rural areas. Mm-hmm. So we as a delegation, uh, whether it's uh, Republicans or Democrats, have been signing on to these letters and, and getting our information to the speaker and the, and the leaders of both in the Republican and Democrat side to make sure that our rural hospitals are included in any future stuff. But we already have... Uh, um, you know, things in place to make sure we're driving. Phase three have something in this or not? For well, hospitals? It, it, again, we are still working on it. Okay, that. so that's so, so we are yet. working to make sure it's included. Well, the Senate hasn't passed it yet, have they? Well, the, well it's the, not even authored yet. It's it, not. It, it's not no, even. I, I mean, the bill that's out now is supposed to be helping providing relief in a number of areas. No, that's phase two. That's phase two. Phase okay. two has been passed. And signed. phase one has been passed. Phase, phase two is passed. Phase three is what they're waiting on. Authored pro- right now. Work in process. The Senate's working on that, and we've been having discussions. And here, here's really how it goes and we've been doing a lot of work with committees uh, or committee staff on and ranking members and and, and chairs of the staff we've been having phone conversations we've uh, you know the 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 pennsylvania delegation has has signed on to letters Uh, we've had committee uh, members calling in to conference calls to make sure that the priorities that are important to all the districts uh, here in Pennsylvania and across the nation are included in what we do. So should she call you and say, look, we're on the margin. Our hospital needs help. Make sure that we're on this. We don't have enough gowns or masks okay. or tests well, or anything. Well, again, we've been in contact with the health care providers. I would I would say, it, you know, we wouldn't we would welcome any input. So she'd like to call our office and do that. I would also encourage uh, her to maybe talk to the folks at, at her hospital and have, uh, you know, some of the some of the people in the hospital to make sure that any nothing is overlooked. Maybe go to to the administration of the hospital and said, hey, these are the things I see. Could you make sure that you also advocate for that uh, with the elected officials? And I, and I wouldn't say just at the federal level, but also at the state level. Who do they advocate to, Fred? Your office or the senators? or uh, I, any? I'll say all the above. Yeah. All the above, okay. Everybody. Send a letter to everybody. Everybody, all right. Uh, Chris, uh, what is your question for U.S. Congressman Fred Keller? Yes, wouldn't you want to test people who are your question. symptomatic? because you're actually perhaps more likely to be spreading the, G- the disease when you're non-symptomatic than when you are. Okay, that's and, a good question, Chris. And with hospitals, I'd like to have one question about hospitals. The way it seemed to work really well overseas is to have one ward of the coronavirus patients and one wing of non-coronavirus coronavirus patients, 
and have complete barriers between the two. Okay, he's heard your question. He's he's heard your question, He's heard your question. Yeah, good question. Let him answer. Okay, right ahead. The first thing I would say, when it comes to testing, um, Dr. Fauci and the people at the, the National Institute of Health and the CDC have guidelines for the testing, as does Dr. Rachel Levine for the Pennsylvania Department of Health, when that's done in consultation with the health care provider. So again, I'm not going to second guess what they say and who they say should be tested. I'm going to say that Dr. Dr. Levine runs a good health department, uh, Dr. Fauci and, and the people at the CDC and the NIH are very competent, and they, they will tell us, and we will follow the guidelines that they tell us they need to do as far as who should be tested and who shouldn't be tested. Well, really, the test is a snapshot of where you are right now. Yes. You could get that test today and wind up positive to, negative today and positive tomorrow, could you not? Well, again, I, I'm not going to speculate on how long it would take you to show up positive and negative. Uh, you know, it does have an incubation period. There are different things. Uh, but I, again, I'm going to go back to uh, what Dr. Fauci says, what Dr. Levine says, and, and rely on the people from the Department of Health in Pennsylvania, the CDC, the NIH, and let them let them determine the best way to deploy the tests. Uh, on as far as the, uh, you, you know, how we handle those at hospitals, um, I would say that. Uh, Jason, you want a microphone? Yeah. <laughs> okay. One eight hundred seven nine. I was just looking at something here that came across the news, and it was just tr- tr- trying to say about any kind of unmet ne- uh, unmet needs. But here again, we're trying to make sure that everybody has the testing they need. The other thing I would like to say is with the uh, with the hospitals. When we talked to, uh, and we were at Endless Mountains, and they said they have quarantine rooms where they can bring people in to examine. And again, the hospitals have infectious disease experts. And they will set the protocol up at that hospital to make sure that the patients that have this disease are handled appropriately and, and don't infect the other, the other parts of the hospital. And that's one reason why we're asking if somebody uh, thinks they have symptoms and thinks they need to be tested, first you call. Then that, then you will be you know directed after a, con- a conversation with that healthcare uh, provider how you should handle that and if you should go for a test they'll tell you where to go to the test and a lot of times they're not going in the normal entrance to the hospital because right. of making sure that more people right. aren't exposed all right one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five we have one open line uh, we would invite you to occupy that line and ask a question of U.S. Congressman Fred Keller twelfth district we will be right back when it comes to car buying there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.
Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, a few minutes left with U.S. Congressman Fred Keller. No texts or emails uh, pending at the moment, uh, but Joe is. If, if I could jump in there one please. minute, Mark. Sure. Uh, you know, we had a question, and I was trying to actually get it right uh, looking at what we had here. If, if somebody has a business, a municipality, a county, uh, or a hospital has an, uh, a need for some things, there's a PA Department of Health has a has an unmet need request for for those things and uh we'll make sure we get that information is in the link to that to uh, wkok and see what we can make sure we have that contact information for you guys to to make sure people have all right our good caller joe from sunbury's on the line good morning sir what's your question for congressman keller is there going to be a system of evaluating need for the federal assistance plus uh, could you touch on the business interruption insurance if the federal government's going to act on that to assist in that. So two things, and uh, I'll be listening. Thank you. All right. Phase, Thank you, phase three going to be based on need. Well, I, I think that there's going to be – it's to be determined, but we're the phase three is really focused at helping, helping small businesses. I mean, that's really because when you look at what happens, it's mostly small businesses that, that, that operate in our communities. Uh, family businesses, it's families, it's small businesses. They employ you know, people in the community. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're looking at making sure the focus is there. And we're also making sure that there's not a lot of barriers for businesses to qualify and, and a long waiting period of waiting because cash flow is very important to, to a small business. So we want to make sure whatever we do, the business can, can get almost immediate relief or if not immediate relief. So we want to make sure that that works for them on, 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 those, on, on that level. Well, initially, Fred, there was a two-week limit to almost everything. Schools are closed for two weeks. You should self-quarantine for two weeks. At the end of that time, you know, we'll be going back to something. Whether it's more quarantining or not, we don't know. But if you're going to try and help businesses, wouldn't it make more sense, and maybe it would be slightly more dangerous, to set a series of guidelines for what businesses would have to do to remain open? In other words, whether it's cleaning procedures, whether it's having certain things available like hand sanitizer and wipes, rather than shut everybody down, wouldn't it make more sense to try trying, with what we know today and all the facilities we have to keep people healthy, wouldn't it make more sense to try and keep the businesses going? Well, well, I think when you look at the experts and they're looking at how the disease is transmitted, when you get a larger group in it, it, in one place, it's probably it's probably harder harder to control that. Um, and but that's he, why that's he, why you're not seeing a lot of these large rallies and and uh, concerts and. Well, and I did so see forth. that Best Buy, uh, their president, sent out an email to customers saying that they were going to restrict the number of people in the stores. Wouldn't that be a viable solution? Yeah, I guess I guess that that would work. And and again, uh, you know, as we go through this and get into it, there might be a lot of ways. I know I talked to some people here with the Chamber of Commerce, and a lot of the food establishments that didn't have takeout actually. Got, got online and they, they set up apps so they could stay open and do takeout f- for people. Uh, you know, so I think there's some things that we're going to probably get better at as, as we get through this, and that two-week period may help us do that. As far as the insurance, and I know that question was asked, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of businesses do have uh, uh, insurance for interruption of business, and, you know, d- due to certain issues. Uh, there has been some discussion, not sure how it would work, but that maybe the coronavirus, uh, you know, be one of those things that the insurance companies would cover there might be some federal way to to uh, guarantee that you know you know as far as right. 
uh, far as doing that. So there are options on the tables when it looks at continuity of business and what insurance some businesses may own and how they how that might be able to fit into some of the the, uh, the relief package or the, the phase three. One of our textures says, why would federal government want to interfere with a private business like minor league baseball? Why some federal help for minor league baseball? Well, well, I, I think you're they're talking about uh, something that had been going on well before this. Uh, you know, and, and actually the federal government, uh, when you look at uh, some of what happens in the communities and, and how important minor league baseball is to, to a lot of areas, uh, it's uh, just advocating and, and looking at making sure everybody's treated fairly in that agreement. And th- while some of these teams may not have, or areas may not have gotten federal dollars to help uh, the stadiums and venues, they may have gotten some state dollars in some other areas. So I do think that there's probably an area for us to uh, make sure that everything's happening appropriately when the negotiations go on. Is it wise for you to go gallivanting all over the district? <laughs> uh, again, we have been following all the uh, the CDC guidelines. Proximity things? Yes, we, it, it, as much as we can. I mean, there's some sometimes when, when I'm in the car and there's another person, we don't have 10 people in the car, but when there might be two of us in the car, uh, I, I think it's important to know that, one, We've been following the guidelines as far as, you know, the, the recommendations as far as washing hands and how you handle all, the, all that. Uh, but, again, we have not been going to visit businesses. We have not. I mean, we, we had a lot of things on our calendar that we, quite frankly, said, no, we're not going to do this because we're restricting where we go. But going to make sure when we went to the, the, the health care facilities, it was it was okayed by them. They t- we took all the protocols they had in place. Uh, and, again, that was just in a matter to make sure we were getting information out to the public so they understood everything that was being done between the health care providers, the, the, the government, and also the great work that's happening in the partners in private industry. So, again, uh, we're not gallivanting. We're not going into places. Uh, you, you know, we're following all the guidelines. Well, well I think it's so important much. for you to gather information, too, about Absolutely. what's going on in the district. And we've been able to do that by following all the guidelines. Are you in touch with working-class dogs like me also throughout all this touring? Yes. You are Absolutely. staying in touch. Thank you so much, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller. I always tell him I have 100 more questions, but thanks to the hour-long visit, I only have 97 more questions, so please come back again. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury.